Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. So let's start with the with the restoration today. All of you or whoever has been deprived or whoever has been has lost something because the enemy has stolen from you what rightfully belongs to you has been snatched away from you it could be wealth it could be health it could be relationships it could be whatever that has brought a hurt that has caused you to be hurt that has caused pain to you i have good news for you i said i got good news for you no one can stop the finger of God from working in your life today. I don't think you heard me. I said, no one can stop the finger of God from working in your life today. But how is this word, God, how is God going to work in your life? Remember, God's word is God's method. God's word is God's method. If you want to know how God works... You got to locate it in his word. See, one of the things that must be very dear to our hearts is the word of God. Because listen to me, church. For any situation we face in life, there is an answer in that word. There is an answer in that word. The problem has always been that we've not been able to locate the key. Jesus said to Peter, here, I give you the keys to the kingdom. And remember, the kingdom is mysteries. Mysteries are hidden secrets. And things that are hidden cannot be revealed or unveiled unless the key is used to open it up and bring forth the revelation. Many of us in the body of Christ hold the book in our hands. And several ones, not one, but several in our house. But what we don't have is the knowledge of how to use the keys or how to employ the keys to unveil and to bring revelation that will answer your situation. So as people of God, one of the greatest things that we must crave is for the word because the word is God. And remember, God does nothing outside of his word. I don't think you heard me. I said, God does nothing outside of his word. So if, you want, if you're praying, there are many people that are praying today that is not in line with God's way. That's the reason their prayers are not being answered and they're frustrated. But if you locate the scripture, you will locate the word that pertains to you, you will have great success. You will know how to unveil, how to receive the revelation, how to apply it and live to see that manifest in your life. His word is his way. Going after the word is actually going after God. Amen. Knowing the word is knowing God. Anything you want to receive from God is channeled through his word. Are you able to understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to show you this morning. That this is not a book that you read once in a while. This is not something that you'd read religiously just two chapters a day. But this is something that should be constantly be read and meditated upon and be eaten. 
We got to spend much time in the word. Say amen somebody. Knowing the word is knowing God. Anything you want to receive from God is channeled through his word. Running after the word is running after God. Amen. That's why you can't have, listen to this carefully. You cannot have material restoration without word or revelation. You cannot have material restoration without word revelation. Word revelation sets the pace. Word revelation gives you the understanding as to how you can see the manifestation of restoration of the natural thing. Say amen. Revelation sets the pace for restoration. And if you've got it in the word, you've got it in reality. Hallelujah. There is a place. See, remember something. You can read the word and you can know it in your head. But until it becomes a revelation, a knowing on the inside, that word cannot manifest. It has to become a part of you. So strong that you believe in knowing more than you believe in your circumstances. More than what you believe as evidence on the outside. That is when you know you have a revelation. If it is not that strong, it is only information. Information will never call res cause restoration. Revelation will cause restoration. All those that understood say amen. So knowing it in your head is not enough. It has to become a reality and truth on the inside before it is manifested on the outside. I know that I know that I know. Hallelujah. Remember, I used to say, and I, I want to repeat this myself again today. I can never be poor. How many can agree with me? How many can say with me, I can never be poor? Amen. But see, some of you are saying it because I said it from out of here. But some have got the revelation that no matter what happens, even if I'm fired from my job, even if I'm sent away with no money, even if I've lost everything I have, I cannot be poor. Why? Because there is a knowing on the inside that I am blessed. I carry the blessing of God. God spoke the blessing on Adam and Eve. He said, be fruitful, multiply, take dominion. And he blessed them. When that blessing is upon my life, I cannot be poor. Come on now, amen. When the blessing is upon your life, you cannot be poor. Now, this has to become a knowing on the inside. It has to become a revelation on the inside. Then, listen, listen, listen carefully. After you have the revelation, you will still be tested. As you keep saying, I will never be poor, circumstances will work against you. Situations will come when it seems like everything you've got, God has been taken away. And everything around you will be saying, you're poor. But you don't agree with it. You only agree with what you know on the inside. I cannot be poor. I cannot be broke. Is anybody with me this morning? I am blessed and to be a blessing. Hallelujah. See, that's why I'm saying revelation is what brings forth restoration. 
So wherever the enemy has hit you, whatever the enemy has done, if restoration has to manifest, revelation has to come first. God created everything by his word. If anything is damaged, he repairs it with his word. If it cannot be repaired, he will replace it. That's why I said it could be your health. Amen. It could be your business. It could be a relationship. Whatever it is, God can do it. But you got to locate that in the word here. It is not because you are praying in tears that God is answering. It's because you are praying with revelation. This is my right in God. Because he has declared it unto me. And I'm walking in a covenant with God. So when I have a covenant, no devil can deny me access to what has been revealed and granted to me in the covenant. Somebody say amen. See, you got to be aware you have a covenant with God and every promise in the covenant is your right. You have a covenant right. To establish your right in the covenant, you don't have to beg because it's a right. When something is your right, you don't beg. When it does not belong to you and you have no right for it, that's when you beg. See, the woman came to Jesus, the Syrophoenician, and she said, Lord, my daughter is suffering. And the Lord says, listen, this is not food for dogs. So she was begging. Why? He said, this is for the children. The children have a right. But the dogs do not have a right. Once you come into a covenant, you have a right to every promise that God made to Abraham. Somebody shout hallelujah. So there is no reason why you and I should tolerate any sickness, any weakness, or any lack in our bodies. Say amen. There is no reason. The only reason why we still suffer. The only reason why we still lack is because we lack revelation. It's not because God is not ready to give it to us. It's because we have no understanding, no insight, no revelation on the inside of what my right is. Hallelujah. So our desire should be towards the word. Because everything that God does, he does according to the word. Everything he does is in line with God's word. Everything he does, he does from the word. So anything you find in the word that belongs to you is yours. Hallelujah. Wisdom is yours. Peace that passeth understanding is yours. Hallelujah. In place of mourning, he said, I will give you a dance. That is your portion. You don't have to be oppressed by the enemy. The enemy might have stolen, but that is not where God wants you to remain. He wants you to understand that he wants you to overcome that through the word of God. Say amen, somebody. Amen. All right. Whatever Satan has damaged in your life, God will repair it today. He will replace it if necessary. Whatever man cannot repair, God will repair and restore today. Did you hear what I said? God will repair and restore today. Je the journey to restoration begins with revelation.
What is revealed to you will be restored to you. What is revealed to you will be restored to you. Now, let me give you a little understanding. Because I want to make you understand what this revelation is. When we talk about revelation, what are we saying? It's the ability to see in the realm of the spirit as a reality. That's a revelation. See, I can say I was healed by his stripes. But I cannot see myself being healed by his stripes. That's information. But when I say I was healed by stripes, and I come to the place where I can see that with my eyes closed, or even with my eyes open, and it's become a reality, then that's when I say I've received revelation. For example, Joshua was facing Jericho. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. What is revelation? The ability to see. Not with your natural eye, but with your spiritual eyes. He said, see, I've given you Jericho, its king, and the mighty men of valor thereof. Or whatever, you know, the entire verse 2. Before, sorry, before Joshua could take over Jericho, he had to see what God was showing him. But wait, what was he seeing in the natural? The walls were still strong. The gates were shut. Nobody was going in and nobody was coming out. And the walls were so thick and so huge, the Israelites had no weapons in their armory that could bring down the walls. So in the natural, it was what? An impossible situation. Is everybody in agreement? All right. Now God says, see, I've made you a promise, right? I gave you a promise that this entire nation of the land of Canaan is your promised land. Now you're going to take it step by step. The first step is to take Jericho. And this is how you take Jericho. See, I've given you Jericho. Say amen. How do you restore? How can you have what the devil has stolen from you be restored to you? If you always see the same picture in your mind and in your heart, while you pray and seek and cry before the Lord, the picture never changes and it becomes stronger and stronger in the negative sense. You can never have restoration or a prayer answered. The word and prayer are designed to change that image on the inside. Is everybody with me? So before Joshua could take over Jericho, Joshua had to see Jericho under him. When you come to the point where you know that somebody has cheated you, and they've taken what rightfully belongs to you. And you're going before the Lord and saying, Lord, you promise that you will restore everything that has been unlawfully taken away from me back to me. I see that, Lord God. I don't have influence. I don't have the money to pay the lawyers. I don't know anybody, but I know you. And you said it. 
I receive it. I see that picture. Once that picture becomes a reality, you have received a revelation. This is where we fail. We are praying for our healing. We are praying for whatever. It could be your job or the restoration of something, property or whatever. But while we are praying, we are still beholding the problem. And every time we open our mouth, we speak more about the problem. We don't talk about what God has said in his word. We don't talk about and encourage one another and say, hey, listen, that is a fact. But I believe what God said. And that's the revelation I have. I know it shall come to pass. When it becomes a reality on the inside, now it's only a matter of time before that revelation is manifested in your life. So are you seeing this? Because, remember what God said to Abram. Abram, as far as your eye can see, that have I given unto you. What? As far as what? Your eye can see, that have I given. That means what? What you cannot see, God is not going to give it to you. Or God is not permitted to give it to you. You cannot have what you cannot see. Are you with me? You cannot have what you cannot see. You can only have that which you can see. And what we're talking about is a revelation in the spirit. If I can see it, I can have it. I got to see myself healed. I got to see myself with a good job. I got to see myself as a, having a blessed family. I should, I should be able to see my children being blessed. And for this, I need revelation from the word. It is not the, just the exercise of the mind where you're positively saying things. No, 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 no. For whatever we're talking, there has to be a scriptural foundation. The scripture is supposed to change the image. You're not trying to change it with your own strength. By positive confession or positive thinking. No, I'm not teaching you that. I'm teaching you the word. If the word says I was healed by his stripes. Now I'm going to put that, impress that upon my spirit man. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do to change that image. Say amen somebody. You see? So, the journey to restoration begins with revelation. Now, is everybody clear? Or do you have that understanding of revelation now? The ability to see. Okay? What is revealed to you will be restored to you. Revelation is what limits restoration. Or, revelation defines the limits of restoration. Now. <clears throat> If you go to the book of Job, chapter 14, verse 7 and 8. And I'm reading to you from the English Standard Version. Job 14, 7 and 8. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that shoots will not cease, though its root grow old in the earth... And his stump die in the soil. Did you see that? If there is a, there is a tree whose root 
have gone old and the stump is dead. But it says, yet there is hope for the tree. It will sprout up again. This tree that we're talking about represents human life. When you are down to nothing, God is up to something. When you're down to nothing, God is, about, is up to something. Revelation is what sets the pace for restoration. So the first thing, listen to me, the first thing that has to be restored is hope. Everybody say hope. If there is no hope, there is no restoration. If you're hopeless, you're helpless. If you're hopeless, you're helpless. Whosoever has stolen your hope has stolen your destiny. When men say it is over about your situation, God takes over. And when God takes over, the battle is over. See, that's why no matter how hopeless the situation seems, we should still hope in God. Abraham hoped against hope. Nothing can be received from God without hope. Hope comes in before faith. We'll talk about that. Hope is the anchor of your soul. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. When ho which, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. So hope is like what? An anchor to the soul. And no matter what you've lost, if you don't lose hope, you'll recover everything. Whatever you've lost, if you don't lose hope, you'll recover everything. 1 Samuel chapter 30, please. 1 Samuel chapter 30, we read about David and his men that were in Ziklag. And um, it says the Amalekites came in and invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David... And his men came into the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept, and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were then taken captives, Ahinoam and Jez the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, I pray thee, bring, the, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. Now watch this. In this situation, it was hopeless. Because not only was David being, David had lost everything. Now his own men that he raised up himself. These guys, remember who these guys were when they, when they met him in the cave of Adullam? They were lawless people who were running away from the law of the land. They were in debt 
And these are the men that David raised up to be a formidable army. He poured his life into them and raised them up to become something of value. And today they were now discussing among themselves to stone and kill David. It was the most depressive time that David could ever go through. He lost his wives. He lost his children. Everything that he had was taken away by the enemy. And now the very people that were with him as whose leader he was were planning to stone and kill him. David was distressed is what the Bible says. But the Bible says he encouraged himself. Because when you become hopeless, you become helpless. Come on now. When you become hopeless, you become helpless. Remember, thank God for men and women that can help us in times of needs we go through. God has placed people in the society today like doctors and bankers and other professional people that when there is a need, we go to them and they help us and they give us whatever they can, advice and whatever. But, the, but what we have to understand is sometimes they too have their own limitations. After a certain point, they have no more answers for you. That's when hopelessness can settle in. This is what I'm trying to teach you this morning. Don't ever let the enemy steal your hope. David was distressed. But he encouraged himself. Wait. Why do you have to encourage yourself? Nobody that is in a hopeless state and a depressed state can ever hear the voice of God. Depression will disconnect you from the voice of God. Depression will disconnect you from the voice of God. So if I have to be able to hear the voice of God, I have to begin to give thanks to him in the midst of that situation. That's why the Bible teaches, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you and I in Christ Jesus. Why? If I can begin to thank God in the, in the hour of my greatest depression, most distressing time, what am I doing? I am building a bridge. I'm building and establishing myself on a foundation where although everything in the natural is gone, I have not lost my hope in God. And as long as I got hope in God, there is a way something good is about to happen. Come on now. Amen. Don't let the enemy steal that hope from your heart. So David encourages himself, establishes the relationship. Now he says to the prophets, uh, to the priests and Go bring the ephod because I want to hear God. He didn't say in the depressed state. He didn't say call the man of God. Let him pray for me. No, 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 no. No, he said before the man of God can come with his word. I got to set my heart right so I can hear what God has to say to me. Amen. So we got to learn this truth. That. It's all right if you have lost something in the natural. But don't let the enemy steal your hope. Amen. Glory to God. Hope is channel through which, hope is the channel through which faith works. Now, 
You might say, how do I restore this hope? Because if the hope is stolen, everything is gone. So I need to do something to restore. I need to do, I need to be standing in this hope. What do I need to do? Let's go. Number one, I would say is praise. Go to Psalm 42. And look at verse 5. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Okay. So he's saying, hey, listen, right now my experience is, I've had enough. Enough is enough. I mean, I, I just can't bear this anymore. This is too much for me. God, I don't know what to say. I, can't bear, I cannot bear this pressure anymore. It's all over, Lord. It's too much. He says, so he's talking, he says, why are you cast down in this manner? O soul, and why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. Hallelujah. In that depressed state, in the state where I've seemed apparently lost some things, in that situation where I'm being blamed unreasonably, what am I going to do? I will yet praise him. Everybody say, I will yet praise him. Come on, say, I will yet, I will praise him. So, these are steps you have to take for restoration to manifest. Because before restoration can manifest, you need to build some hope in, in, you know, build some hope. You need hope. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.